1: This uh, is Reception Reception the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
0: But let me just start with Calvin Ridley, man, because we had talked about Calvin Ridley uh, ad nauseum at, at some point uh, this offseason, multiple spots in the offseason here. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and say uh, a mea culpa is being issued over here in Camp Co, okay? Because, my God, I had question marks as to whether or not I, I, even, I even threw out this grandiose term of you got to respect the game. Okay, (laughs) respect the game, dude's been away for two years. You got to respect the game. He can't just come back and just do this thing, yes, he can. So, my bad for everyone listening out there. All right, my bad. I own it, baby. Calvin Ridley, he, I mean, it's the John Wick gift, man. Like, yeah, I'd say I'm back, you know. Like, this dude is all the way back, Matt Harmon, all the way
1: back. And it was apparent from the moment go that. You know, in, in preseason, right, like they were dialed in on Calvin Ridley and you kind of had to yeah. wonder, like, all right, is that going to be – uh, is that going to carry over to the regular season or are we going to see sort of just more of a spread it out attack? You know, right. and, and, and they're just trying to get Calvin Ridley back in the swing of things. Uh, no. <laughs> it, <laughs> no. It nope. was going to be all Calvin Ridley all the time yeah. for the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. Four catches for 41 yards and a touchdown on the first drive of the game I know for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, there was the like a deep curl route that Calvin Ridley ran where he put the corner in a blender. And, you know, when I I say all this stuff, I know the Colts cornerbacks are like a bunch of, you know, undrafted and like lower drafted guys, you know, Um, shout out to them. But, you know, not not great players in the secondary for the Colts. I get that. But still, that deep curl route where I, I actually retweeted it this morning. Trevor Lawrence is he gets pressure, but his eyes never leave Calvin Ridley. There is so much trust between Kevin uh, between Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence because he just knows this route's going to come open. Okay, this my guy is going to win this route yeah. in man coverage. Right. He's going to come open, so I can just keep eyes locked on him while I evade the pressure, reset my platform, throw off one foot. And I'm gonna get it to this guy because he is that type of receiver. He's the number one receiver. Uh, Calvin Ridley ranked sixth so far in Week One in first read target share. Like he's okay. all the way, he's all the way back according to fantasy points <laughs> data. Sixth in first read target share, and and it's just yeah. man, he's he's that dude. And, and again, the tr- the trust between these two players, they uh, they looked like Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley looked like two guys that had played together for like two or three seasons. That is what was surprising. I knew, look, I've been on Calvin Ridley all offseason. I ranked him ahead of consensus. I've Mm -hmm. talked about how he was on that Stefan Diggs trajectory prior to uh, Mm. leaving the game. But still, I had faith in Calvin Ridley, and I have faith in Trevor Lawrence as an individual talent. But what was so impressive to me was just like right away, these dudes were locked in locked in like they've been playing together for years
0: i mean it's crazy it's crazy uh 11 targets eight catches 101 and a touchdown and and can we be real here like that could have been um he could have put up 200 if they wanted to you know if oh, they yeah. if they really wanted to they could have put up 200 uh they took their foot off the gas i think in the second half um and and, and you know ultimately all almost all the damage that calvin ridley did was in that first half but it's just so obvious. It's so apparent, you know, like obviously Trevor Lawrence is elevating the play of Calvin Ridley and vice versa, Matt, you know, Ridley, I thought made Trevor Lawrence look like an, like an absolute stud. Mm -hmm. You know, you it's like you go into this development year uh, for Trevor Lawrence, expecting him to take a step forward. And my God, I mean, like, you know, again, I I was surprised by how well Calvin Ridley just came out the gates and just absolutely lit the field on fire. But bro, you know, Trevor Lawrence did not disappoint either. You know what I mean? Like he came out and he he established himself and said, yeah, okay, we've taken a step forward uh, with the passing game. And and he looks like the absolute real deal. It's so similar.
1: I think this dynamic to what I said earlier with Calvin Ridley's is the Stefan Diggs and Trevor Lawrence is the Josh Allen here. Yeah. 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 It's so similar because you look at Josh Allen's rookie year, he is thrown to like Robert Foster and Zay Jones, ironically, who's on the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, now, but it was like right. Zay Jones as a rookie who was, he had like a 36% catch rate that year, I think with Josh <laughs> Allen or, or something like that. You know, it was Kelvin yeah. Benjamin, I yeah, mean, it was like – I mean, dude, Calvin Benjamin, it was LaShawn McCoy. And then in year two and, – and again, you go back and look at Trevor Lawrence's rookie season, he's throwing to like Laquan Treadwell and right. um, LaVisca Chenault who's not on the roster anymore. You know, it's – it's and he's – obviously he's got Urban Myers as a head coach, which is even worse, right? That's even yeah, more yeah, of yeah, a yeah, disaster. Yeah. That's right. worth that's worth like five <laughs> Calvin Benjamins uh, having <laughs> Urban Myers your head coach. And then in year two – Right. Josh Allen, then or I'm not sure it was year two, whatever, but um, at some point, then they add Cole Beasley and John Brown and like, all right, let's get this thing to a professional receiving core. And Josh right. Allen isn't perfect, but there he did play pretty well with those guys. And then you get to year two for Trevor Lawrence. It's Christian Kirk. It's say Jones. It's Evan Ingram, not guys who had reached their potential in their previous spots, but Trevor Lawrence elevates them. He, uh, they elevate him just a little bit. They allow him to shine more so than what people saw in his rookie year. And then, right. you know, 2020, year three for Josh Allen, uh, 2023, year three for Trevor Lawrence, they get a dog. They got a big, like a yeah, number yeah, yeah. one dude here. Like Calvin right. Ridley is the Steph Diggs in this example, uh, it, it, taking that guy to the next height. And it really is, I think, going to be one of those relationships, just like with Diggs and, Back in Minnesota, right? we all knew he was a great player. We right. all know Calvin really was a great player. There's the weird layoff and stuff like that. So of that's course. where the analogy falls apart. But these two guys, I think you're right. They're going to bring out the best in each other. And like, that's just great to see because we all know who Trevor Lawrence can be. But right. quarterbacks can't do it on their own. Did you watch Patrick Mahomes on Thursday night? Pa- quarterbacks can't do it all <laughs> on their own. Uh, they need a little help from their boys. And, you know, Cal- Calvin really is going to help Trevor Lawrence quite a lot.
0: Uh, Zay Jones, the aforementioned Zay Jones, seven targets, five catches, 55 yards and a touchdown had a really nice, uh, 18 yarder for, uh, for a touchdown. I, I encourage folks to go back and watch that. That will, that was a pretty nice score right there. Um, but really what it comes down to for me is, okay, you knew the passing volume had to come from somewhere. Okay. Uh, if it's going to go to Calvin Ridley, who's it coming from? And in this particular game, Matt, it came from Christian Kirk, who I thought it was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, For me, because Christian Kirk was that guy who ended up giving up all the targets, right? Three targets, one catch for nine yards. He ran 22 routes. um, And I bring that up because Ridley and Zay Jones, they ran 33 and 32 routes, respectively. Evan Ingram ran 30 routes. Travis Etienne ran 29 routes compared to Christian Kirk's 22 routes, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, what do you anticipate? Do you think, I personally think that. Between Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, it's going to be kind of a mixed bag as to whose turn it is in the offense, but every each and every week, you know, it's going to be Calvin Ridley's turn, right? Uh, But I don't know the the routes run part of it, though, is interesting that Christian Kirk uh, did run fewer routes uh, than Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Travis Etienne.
1: Yeah, he's not really playing in two receiver sets when they go multiple tight ends. Uh, you know, Luke Feral, uh runs six routes in this game. Brenton Strange runs two routes in this game. Like when they have multiple tight ends on the field, th- that's when Christian Kirk is leaving the field in favor of Zay Jones. And, you know, maybe uh, the team likes just part of that dimension better with Zay Jones there. Uh, so that was a little surprising, but it was something that we saw in the preseason, right? That was one of the alarm bells that was starting to go off from preseason was that usage for Christian Kirk. I bumped him down like my fantasy rankings because of that. Uh, you know, you had to bump him pretty low anyways, because of, uh, <laughs> because of Calvin Ridley and just how much better he is. I like Christian Kirk a lot. I'm a fan of the player. It's just, these guys are all, you know, B minus C plus type players. And now, uh, Calvin Ridley has the potential to be an A tier player, you know? So, right. I'm with you though. I think the on a week to week basis, like I mean, they play the Chiefs next week, right? Like, and I know the Chiefs didn't have their best performance on Thursday night, but let's give them ten days to prepare a game plan without Travis Kelsey. Or better yet, let's have them with Travis Kelsey on the field. I think that offense, right. will look – Everybody in the offense, maybe except Kadarius Tony, will look better uh, with with Travis Kelsey on the field. But, you know, th- that's going to be a game where I think Jacksonville is going to have to have some of these ancillary guys, you know, take a step up as well. And who's to say it couldn't be Christian Kirk? I mean, like, right. I don't think he's going to have these 11, 12 target games like sometimes we'd see him last year. But I think that he is going to have his moments. But all of these guys, yeah, it's going to be this guy pops up as a number two. This guy pops up as a number two. That's sort of a rotating position. But I do think Calvin Ridley will remain the centerpiece of the of the attack.
0: All right, uh, let's talk about Michael Pittman here a little bit. Man, uh, you talk about some alarm bells and red flag, Man, first half, Matt Harmon, Michael Pittman. I was worried, boy. I was like, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into here with Michael Pittman? Zero catches in the first half. Only one target in the first half. And I was like, oh my God, we are in trouble. But second half completely different story he's this dude saw 10 targets in the second half alone Matt ends it up with 11 targets total eight catches 97 yards and a touchdown a nice 39 yard catch and run caught at the line of scrimmage ran 39 yards for the score Matt I was told that Michael Pittman does not have yak ability (laughs) <laughs> I know, yeah, it's true. Uh on that yak, baby. Uh that's pretty good stuff. Uh 97 yards and a touchdown overall, eight catches. Michael Pittman, I don't know. I mean, obviously it was a tail two halves, but God, uh, golly, he he just absolutely showed what, what he could do here with Anthony Richardson.
1: Uh, I think Michael Pittman might be one of, if not the biggest, week one winners at wide receiver uh coming out of here because Number one, yeah, I love that you highlighted the yak ability. It's a lot easier to run after the catch. and, and You always get the goofballs that are like, well, if you take out his 39-yard – yeah, if you take out his best play of the game, I guess he had a <laughs> shitty afternoon, okay? Uh, congratulations. You, you win if that's how you like to view yeah, things. But, right. um, yeah, that was a big thing last year. It's like, oh, this guy is getting a lot of targets, but he's not doing anything with them. Well, it's a lot easier to run after the catch when – your team is spread out and you have a dynamic quarterback that has, you know, defenses kind of second guessing what they're doing. And it's not like, how do I get, man, how is this guy going to get in a yak after, uh, you know, a seven yard hitch? And that's all that his quarterback can throw, you know? So it's, uh, it's definitely a little bit different this year in the Indianapolis offense. And that was what took me by surprise. Uh, you know, I, I'm in a legal betting state now. And apologies to my friends, uh, you know, who I'm not allowed to bet anything unless I tell them first. Uh, but I did like during the the second half of this or second quarter or something like that, because Calvin Ridley was tearing it up. I threw yeah. out a parlay uh, of, you know, just a little little something, you know, a little parlay a little of sum, the, sum, okay. the live, the live bet uh, over on Calvin Ridley yards, which had jumped from like, I took it before the game, but it had jumped from like 62 and a half to like. 108 and a half, but I was with you, man. I was like, this guy could have 200 yards in this game. He didn't hit that. But the other part of it was Michael Pittman was at 31 and a half, you know, and I took the over on that. That one hit quickly in the second (laughs) half. Yeah. Yeah, Because right? I guess a little bit, like I said, tail of two halves. Right. But the thing that I think is important for Michael Pittman here is that number one, he is the same target hog, you know, that we know he can be because he's such a good player such a mm-hmm. such a good player man I, he's ninth in the NFL in first read target share 34.6% according to fantasy points data again just dominates targets he is the number one read nobody else is i think there's as much as i appreciate players like Josh Downs who's a rookie you know not mm-hmm. much i think that like Alec Pierce offers you some field stretching ability he, he's not in Michael Pittman's class i think he's a dominant right. like number one target getter and earner on this team and the important thing here James Anthony Richardson dropped back to pass 45 times right. uh, in this game. And this was not a game as if they were just trailing the entire time. They actually led this game in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like there, yep. This wasn't just like a bunch of garbage time nonsense. The Jags took it back late in the game with a 14-point swing and like 90 seconds of game time, one of which was because of an Anthony Richardson interception. And, and he wasn't perfect. That's not at all what I'm saying. But right. there was this narrative that, The Colts were going to be this boomer ball, run-heavy offense. And it just never really squared with me. One, because I think people don't give Richardson enough credit for how advanced he is mentally and the grasp that he has on the offense. And that's been a consistent drumbeat out of Colts camp. Two, because they have pretty decent pass catchers. That's another thing I think people underrated. Michael Pittman, very underrated player. And then three, I think Shane Steichen and these guys are sharp. What sharp coach would be like, and you saw Deion Jackson play in this game. Maybe it would have been different if Jonathan Taylor's out there, but like (laughs) they're not running, like running the the option, triple option offense or some nonsense like that with these running backs, you know? So I think the Colts offense is going to look a lot different than people think. And Michael Pittman, Mm -hmm. I I believe, will be um, the biggest beneficiary of that because
0: he's the best player in the pass game. How did, can I ask you a question? How does Deion Jackson. Garner 19 touches and give you what, what you got, 13 rushes for 14 yards, which is just like, wow, that's so bad. Uh, but then, you know, five, five catches, Matt, for 14. What the hell? How is that I mean, even? I, how is this possible? I don't get it. Um, they, need a, they need a different answer there. Unfortunately, rookie Evan Hull is injured now, and he's not going to be an answer. So they're running out of bodies there at the running back position uh, in Indianapolis. I mean, you know, I, I was tweeting about Thursday, Chris Jones being like, oh, no, they, the the defense gave up some touchdowns. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's like very sarcastically. Yeah. I mean like Jonathan Taylor's got to be at home just being like, yep. I told y'all <laughs> told you, <Yeah. laughs> told you this was going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, no, he forced
1: zero miss tackles, zero miss tackles in, in, uh, he averaged 1.5 yards after contact, uh, Crazy. you know, so <laughs> uh, I, he, he just didn't make anybody miss, uh, Dion Jackson and, uh, yeah, 13 that was a r-
0: carries for 14 yards. Yeah, that I, was a rough one. That's crazy. That is insane. That is so bad. Uh, it is incredible. Uh, anyways, uh, breaking down some of the other receiver numbers there. Uh, Alec Pierce didn't really exist in this offense. Despite all those dropbacks you talked about, Alex Pierce only saw three targets, had one grab for five yards. Josh Downs, the rookie, seven targets, three grabs for 30 um, it kind of sort of jives with what you were saying this offseason, that Josh Downs playing in that slot role uh, could make himself available for a lot of targets and seven targets in your first NFL game. Matt, that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: it's no Puka Nakua, who we'll talk about later, but
0: it, <laughs> right, <laughs> seven targets exactly. is pretty
1: nice. And I yeah, he's again, I, I appreciate Alec Pierce as a vertical stretch receiver, like an X yeah. receiver, but I, I think, you know, it's funny. We, we get this, and I, I'm sure I said this at some point too, like, oh, yeah, Alec Pierce's deep ability will be a nice fit with Anthony Richardson, you know, just chucking balls up. But mm-hmm. you know what helps Anthony Richardson a lot better than prairie yards to Alec Pierce is a dude that can get open in the short and underneath in, in the intermediate area, and that was Josh Downs, man. I, I yeah. Reception perception, loved Josh Downs as a prospect. So he's definitely somebody I, I'm going to keep my eye on here. And, you know, he will be a guy that help, is an accuracy – E- problem eraser for this team mm-hmm. because he's going to get both of these guys. I mean, Pittman is such a good route runner and such a good separator for somebody his size. And obviously Josh Downs doesn't have the size, but he is a really good route runner too. I mean, with these two guys, they've got something there for Anthony Richardson and just an ability to, to give him layups, right? That was another thing that stood out to me here. Right, they. I I know they asked Anthony Richardson to drop back, and, and in that way, they put a lot on his shoulders. But they really cut the the field in half for him. Uh, you know they, which if, I don't know if you've seen the next gen stats passing chart, but it is like all on the right side of the. It is very Zoolander esque. Like they are not That's asking funny. him to turn left. Which is fine because <laughs> that's what you do with a young quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience. You just cut right. that field in half for him and you sure. give him two guys that they can, that he can really trust. And, and, and it. that's another thing too, is that that's where, you know, mostly that's where Michael Pittman and, and uh, Josh Downs are lining up.
0: It, it reminds me a little bit about DK Metcalf, his first, I think first eight games of the season, uh, in his rookie campaign, he literally lined up on the left side and ran just verticals. Uh, it, oh, it yeah, was, it was everything crazy. was, everything was just up and down. Um, there was no, you know, was, there was no crossing routes, no slants, nothing. But as we have seen now, DK has obviously developed that because he's a phenomenal athlete and athletes pick up, you know, these things a lot faster than, than us normal Joe Schmoes. Uh, and and he's got a great work ethic apparently does DK Metcalf. So we'll see what Anthony Richardson does too, but I think it's smart. Like you said, to kind of start him off slow, Put, put the training wheels on. It's okay. It's all right, man. You know, we're not asking you to win a Super Bowl here in year number one. Uh, Go out there and do your thing. Elevate the offense a little bit. And I think that's exactly, exactly what he did. 2400 Sports is an odyssey company.